Thank you all for joining us with the Fastest Known Podcast. In times of physical distancing, hopefully there is social connecting. So thanks again for joining us here. And we have an interesting guest. This person has broken all our records in a certain sense of the word. And I am talking with Sarah Connor from Connecticut. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Buzz. Thanks for having me. And I should say, happy May Day. Is it really warm there? Here, we're talking from Boulder, and it's supposed to be 80 degrees today. How about in Connecticut? I think we might hit 60 if we're lucky, and it's going to rain all day. <laughs> okay. Well, happy May Day anyway. <laughs> me too. So, so here's how this happened. I mean, we're the FKTs are, have come on very, very strong. There's an article in the Boston uh Harold last week on FKTs, and we, we pulled up the statistics, and it's up uh, dramatically year over year. It's up since the pandemic took hold, of course. But there's one statistic that we couldn't figure out. We're looking at Connecticut, and all of a sudden, Connecticut is just this big spike. It's uh, it's crazy. It's like, what's up with Connecticut? If they do, they have no restrictions on pandemics, or what's going on here? And then we looked at it a little more. We found out it was you. <laughs> oh, well, you. not entirely. There's there's a good number of other women and men out there busting their butts. So it's not just me. Well, you now have 16. Oops, I wrote this yesterday. Yesterday I wrote you have 16 FKTs, all but one in Connecticut, nine of which were set in the last 10 weeks. But that's wrong because after I wrote my show notes for myself, uh, turns out you added one more just yesterday. Oh, so yeah, sorry about added... that. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're just keeping them coming. So, Sarah, what's up? So you you, you have this little spike in the graph here. Um, we noted that you have um, just uh, seven in just one month. So what are you doing? Um, well, I had uh, trained over the winter to have a full racing season from April to October. I think I had between three and five races a month on my on my calendar. I didn't think I'd make them all, but I was going to make as many as I could. And those aren't happening now. So I have this fitness and competitive nature that I want to do something with. And this is kind of my outlet. Wow, it's a pretty good outlet there. So tell me about Connecticut, because the pandemic restrictions, which are a factor, so pardon me for discussing it, but I think we're all discussing it almost all the time. Everyone is. What right. are the restrictions in Connecticut? In Colorado, we had a res uh, what's called a stay-at-home order, which mm -hmm. people, fortunately, we were allowed to go outside and recreate. For example, in Italy and Spain and Andorra, you literally could not go outside yeah. and recreate unless you went stay within a kilometer of your house. But here the state parks stayed open, the national mm -hmm. parks closed, the public land stayed open, the national forest stayed open. Uh, so what, and that actually is relaxed a little bit starting this Monday. So what were the rules or are the rules in Connecticut? Um, well, we do have some rules in place, but like you said, the state parks are all open. Um, some of the more crowded and popular parks in the area, like Sleeping Giant and Ragged Mountain, have had to impose more parking restrictions and just close their gates when they get too full. So I've been avoiding parks like that for the most part. Um, and the cool part about the FKTs is they bring you to these trails that you might not otherwise know about or or try out. Um, so I've I've hit a couple trails that I didn't even know existed before this month. 
Um, so there's, there's times where I don't see a single person for like two hours out there. Wow. So you're maintaining six foot distance, aren't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> six mile distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's great information. I was wondering about that because um, one, nearly 60% of all deaths from the coronavirus have been in New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. And of course you're in Connecticut yeah. and that's, very unfortunate. Sorry about that. But you are maintaining, you you feel quite safe in how you are pursuing these FKTs. Yeah. I'm also still going to work. So it's not weird for me to be leaving the house. Right. And uh, I believe you work at Starbucks. So you're a morning person. I do. I am. Yeah. So getting out of bed early is uh, probably earlier than most. What time do you normally leave the house? Um, our hours are a little more limited right now, but um, typically, if we were opening at our normal time, I'd leave the house just a little bit after 4 a.m. Okay, so this is piece of cake. So you, if you're out there in the trail at dawn, easy. You've slept in. Well, I actually don't get out for early morning runs. I'm so used to working in the morning, and then I take an early afternoon nap some days, and then I run in the afternoon. So I think morning runners really impress me because that's just so out of my normal routine. Uh-huh. Okay. So you've kept your routine going. Interesting. Well, I like your comment about uh, finding things that you've never seen before. That's been my case here in Colorado as well. We're pushed off the normal paths. And I think it's fine. It's good because mm -hmm. we have some very crowded trails here in Boulder. And I don't think it's right to go there right now. You can't really keep six foot distance right. when you're on a single track trail with literally 200 other people on the same trail. So Especially I found some other things in myself. Oh, yes, especially if you're trying to go fast, which I actually haven't been myself. So you have an interesting background here. In high school, started off as a sprinter and a long jumper and basketball player, but then you found out that running was sort of fun. And then tell us how that went after that. You, you've had this classic trajectory in your words. Yeah, Um yeah, I was one of those people who was like, I don't understand how you can keep running unless I'm chasing a ball. There's no way that I'm just going to keep going. Um, but it grew on me. I know most runners know that it's addictive. And uh, my first season of actual cross-country running, when I was finally able to actually run several miles or a dozen miles without stopping, um, I just, I loved the feeling of it and the freedom of it. And in this, the sense of being able to push myself and see what I could do physically. Right. And you also noted that you had an interesting transition going to ultras where you started going real hard, had to back off and kind of adopted a different style. Did you not? Yeah, I did really well in ultras at first, um, which kind of surprised me because I hike a lot. That's a lot of my training is hiking. I run fewer miles than I hike each week. Um, but it turns out that's what you do in ultras. <laughs> so my first few went really well, but then within a year of my first, um, my first ultra was about 50 miles. I had, I did my first, um, hundred a year after that. And that was just too soon, too much too soon. Um, and had to deal with some injuries after that. So I'm trying to back off a little bit. I'll still do like a 50 K and fortunately, because I did a hundred miler and some lo other longer distances, that doesn't feel like a big deal anymore. Um, but I, I like I like speed. That's kind of in my background. So shorter, faster trails are fun for me. Gotcha. Yeah, you had an interesting understanding you wrote to me saying that you're looking at these 
of course, a lot of people on this podcast, these super long distances on super technical trails. And mm. then you came to understand that this really means run, jog, hike, eat, stretch, take yes. a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, the largest group of trail runners in Connecticut is called the Trail Mixers, which is a fun play on words. But I also just, I like that it isn't trail runners, it's mixers. Like we're out there doing whatever it is that we do in nature. It usually involves some running, but it's not even always the bulk of the of the time spent. Oh, interesting. So, mixers as in M as in Mary, I-X-E-R? Uh, yeah, M I X E R. Wow. So sort of like trail mix that you eat on the trail, but <laughs> where are the trail oh, mixers? Uh, wow, sorry, it's early. It's it's early in the morning for me, uh, Sarah. I, I didn't catch that one. Trail mix. Okay, thank you. Sorry about yeah. that. Well, good for you. Mix trail mixers instead of trail runners. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That, I do that, too. that opens up a lot of horizons, doesn't it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But on the FKTs. You're doing a little less hiking, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Um, pushing it a little more on the on the on the trails when I'm trying to get an FKT, which can be interesting because sometimes there are trails I've never been on before. So I'm trying to follow the blazes and follow the routes and run. Um, so if I do a trail more than once, which a couple of my FKTs I have, it's always a lot easier the second time. Right, certainly, and. Tell me about Connecticut. I, I'm really familiar with many places, but honestly, I don't think I've ever set foot in Connecticut. And so you're doing all these really cool FKTs, and you said you're out there not seeing anyone for hours sometimes. Yeah. Where are you going? I don't get it. I thought <laughs> Connecticut was much more populated than that. That's wild, isn't it? And I'm in New Haven County. It's pretty busy here. I'm originally from the eastern side of the state where it was really easy to go in the woods and not see anyone for hours or like a day sometimes. I just go out with my dog and we would not see any people and I loved it. Um, I moved here when I got married and thought that I would have liked it less than I do, but within a mile of my house, I can just go out on foot. I have access to like five different trail networks. It's amazing. Right from your house. Yeah. Yeah. There's a group called the West Rock Ramblers. I can actually see West Rock from where I'm sitting right now. Um, it's a it's a pretty popular ridge uh, park and there's just lots of really steep terrain and really rugged terrain. And um, the group is really just passionate about sharing the trail knowledge in the area. So it's a lot of how I've learned what's around, but also because my husband's lived here for, I don't know, five to seven years and um, he's a trail runner as well. So I've gotten a lot of beta from everybody else in the area. That's, I think that's more East than West. Uh, out West, if I may generalize, there's a, a spirit of rugged individualism. There's few <laughs> clubs actually, not, you go to California, there's very few. But back east, there's a lot of clubs, and they they are more supportive. It's I think the culture is more socially supportive. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, there's just so many women out there who are who are uh, improving the times and setting new times. Um, I honestly would, I would like to mention them because this is not just me out here in Connecticut. We have Jamie Miller, Jennifer Stack, Sally Campbell, Michelle O'Neill, and Kate Gillenall, and um, Mary Louise Timmons, all in our area just going out and they've all gotten FKTs just in the month of April, some of them like three. So <laughs> it's definitely not just me. This is like, I love it. It's sort of like cross country. It's like it's individual sport, but it's also a team effort. And that's one of my favorite things about running. It's both. 
It's both. It's actually, it's both, it's an individual effort and a, the, the team environment really helps you do what you'd like to be able to do. Exactly. Wow. Thanks for calling him out. That's very good of you. Um, so would this be inspiration for other people in other parts of the country listening to this that, hey, I don't have to go to California or Colorado to do the, the giant trip. I, there's things I can find here in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I'd hope so. That's another reason I'm doing so much right now in this area is because I do like to travel around New England. And right now it's just not safe or responsible to do that. So I'm finding more of the local trails and people are creating new combination routes of the trails in the area. So it's just getting creative with what we have available to us and what we already know, as well as discovering new places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's a per- good call. Now, once this eases up, and we don't sure when that will be, I think right. it's. Uh, hmm. I think in my in my personal opinion, the the flattening the curve, a lot of the metrics they've been given, talking about are not really correct. I think it's you know we we have to learn how this really is going to look. I think yeah. one of the white reasons this is going to open up is when we realize, well, you know, it's here to stay. We need a sustainable economy. People need to work for a living. And I'm sorry that, but some old and infirm people are going to die because of it. And that's when it's, things are going to start to open up a little bit more. When that happens, are you going to go to New England or where are you planning on going, Sarah? Um, yeah, I mean, I, for one, don't agree with uh, opening up the economy and putting people's lives at risk. Um, so if the economy, economy does open up, but it's still not safe for others for me to travel, then I still won't. But um, once it does seem like it's socially responsible to move about the country, uh, I love Vermont. My husband and I were hoping to do um, a, a through hike of the Long Trail this year. So I'd like to get up there. Um, I like the Appalachian Trail. I just I love the mountains and the forests so much. So I like to find new places and I keep returning to some of the mountains that I already really love. Um, and I'm kind of new to doing the FKTs. I just started, I did a couple last year and just recently, obviously I've gotten really into it. So I'm interested in finding some of the courses and the routes in, um, we're really close to New York and also to uh, Massachusetts and Vermont. So those are the states I mostly will travel to, but I also really like Virginia. I feel like it's a sort of a Southern Vermont in terms of uh, the terrain. So those are some of my goals. Good, good. And thank you for that very socially responsible statement. It's good to hear. And uh, speaking of you and your husband, you were uh, your honeymoon was on the Kalalau Trail, which we had, when was it, five episodes ago uh, yeah. on the podcast. So did you, your husband, did you and Mike do the Kalalau Trail? Yeah, we did it in a day, which is sort of unusual, but obviously not in FKT um, time. <laughs> uh, we... I did think about it because that was that episode came out shortly before we went there, and I had already been looking at um, some FKTs on Hawaii, but they were all quite long, which is not a problem for me if as long as I can do it in a day. Um, but it's our honeymoon, so we want to spend time together. And if I do a really hard effort all day long, I'm going to be wasted for the next couple of days. I just it just really messes with my body. Um, so that's not really what you want to be doing when you're at Hawaii in Hawaii for the first time and with your new husband. So we decided against going really hard on any trails, um, and just enjoyed, enjoyed it. So the first day we went to Kalalu, we took a side trail that we didn't actually realize was a side trail and went, um, up a waterfall path 
Um, it was amazing. It was beautiful. The, it had actually been raining a lot. So uh, we had to cross the stream multiple times. That was actually at flood stage. It was pretty wild. Um, and then we decided that we just hadn't adequately prepared for the entire 22 mile out and back Kalaloo with this waterfall um, side trail in addition. So we turned around, we had two days of permit. So we turned around and went home and uh, came back the next day and did the whole Kalaloo trail without any of the side trails. So we got two days out there. It was awesome. You went to the beach and back on the second day. Yeah. Wow. That's a good honeymoon. <laughs> yes, it was. We did trails, I think, every day we were there. There was a lot of mud and vert. <laughs> <laughs> now, should I ask, is Mike, are you the faster runner? Who, who me or Mike? Yes. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. When we train, um, you know, we're pretty complimentary. Some days I don't feel good. Some days he doesn't. Um, some days neither of us do. And then we're just like, oh, well, <laughs> scrap it. Um, but in racing, he's just less uh, less fierce than I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we might actually do pretty similarly when we train together. But then when it's time to get competitive, that's that's more my thing than it is his. Good. Good balance then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could be married to someone as, as competitive as I am. I need someone who can remind me to have fun and rein it in. Self-balance. <laughs> <Not> yeah. <laughs> right. Too competitive. As you don't see it. Uh, you see it sometimes, but uncommonly. But having two people like to be outside, like to enjoy nature, like to get exercise, that's great. But it if is. two people have a fierce competitiveness, then it can get a little dicey sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have that problem. But I also, well, I know that someone who spends as much time outdoor as I do could have, that could be a problem in a relationship. And for us, it's not because it's a, it's one of the main uh, passions for both of us. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Well, congratulations to Mike and congratulations to both of you on a, an early relationship. And um, yeah, yeah. Well done. Get the Kaolau Trail, Hawaii. That's uh that's a classic. All right. Yeah, it was awesome. I would love to do it again, but there's so many trails and so many states to visit that I don't know when or if that'll happen, but I loved it. Right, right. Look, what a great attitude, Sarah. You've uh, kept it and really done an excellent job of managing the pandemic, both ethically and recreationally. So this is a lovely conversation. It's a good example for many of the many people, I think, who are maybe getting chafing at the bit or you know, wondering what's going to come next and so forth. So your attitude is quite exemplary. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, well, anything else? Uh, you, we went through the next, but the next, of course, we have to wait and see. You mentioned Vermont. Virginia's a good call. Virginia's just, uh, it's a big state, and there's a lot of hills there. There's some fairly yeah. high mountains. We, when we think of mountains, we think of New England, you know, the White Mountains, obviously, because right. the Prezies. And a few others get above Timberline. Well, nothing in Virginia gets above Timberline, mm -hmm. but still there's a ton of terrain there. Yeah, there is. And it's also sort of like Connecticut. Um, I can rack up some serious vert <laughs> on the loops around here without ever getting above even a thousand feet. There's just, it's just relentless. It's constant up and down. There's like not a flat piece of trail to be seen. Um, so it isn't necessarily about the height of the mountain as just the, the relentlessness of the terrain. Gotcha. It's the, the rolling terrain rather than right. the big up and down. It's you're just going up and down all the time. Yep. Okay. Well, your most recent um, 
FKT, which came in, like I said, last night. <laughs> and you, you do a good really job. Easy. It was easy? Well, compared to a lot of the other trails, but sorry, go on. Gotcha. Well, I, what, what notice is that the uh, GPX file that you submitted is called Don't Eat the Fuzzy Guac. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that right before talking to you. <laughs> Name my activity that. Yeah, I made a mistake. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> That, that's a mistake? Well, you know, I thought it looked like it might be fine. It smelled okay. And I ate it. And then a few hours later, I went for a run and it decided it didn't want to finish the run with me. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's more good advice. More lessons learned. Don't eat the fuzzy guac, folks. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, what I, my last question on Connecticut is... Like seems like half of these things coming in are called Naugatuck or Saugatuck. I'm just what? And I looked it up. The uh, Native American tribe Saga Sogs Sogs. That's it. The Sogs. And so is that where these trail names are coming from? There are people in the state who know a lot about that. I'm not one of them. Um, I do know that there have been a lot of Native American tribes in Connecticut, and uh, a lot of the trails get their names from from words the tribes used um, or from the names of the tribes themselves. I'm from um, Eastern Connecticut where we've got um, the casinos and the, and the um, reservations and stuff. So that definitely exists uh, throughout the state, but I don't, I don't know that much about the origins. Gotcha. Okay. Because uh, I spent a lot of time in Michigan in mm -hmm. a town called Saugatuck. So it's the oh, same really? name. Yeah, so I, I keep seeing this stuff coming in from Connecticut called Naugatuck, Saugatuck, mm -hmm. and uh, the Saug Native American tribe. Anything, what was your hardest FKT, Sarah? What's, uh, what, 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 what worked you, or, or what maybe, what inspired you? Do you take it anywhere you want? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's see. I, the first one I did was just a really short one. Um, in my hometown, I think it was, or one of the first ones I did, because I had just learned that this exists and that there's um, a map you can look at online. And I was like, wait a second, I'm from, I'm from Lebanon, Connecticut. There's nothing there. <laughs> there's cows and corn and I love it. It's a great town, but I was really surprised to see that there was an FKT set in my town. So I looked it up and it's this tiny little trail loop. that's like, I think less than two miles. So I went out and did that just because it, it was there. Um, and then the more I looked into it, the more I wanted to do like new places and, and longer trail loops. I, I do love hiking. So the longer the loop is, the more of it you get to hike and really take in because the pace will generally be slower. Um, so I, I have I still have some goals in Connecticut for sure. Um, there's the about 50 miles of Appalachian Trail in Connecticut. I'd like to do all that in one go. Um, there's the old route of the Appalachian Trail in Connecticut is now called the Mohawk Trail. And it's kind of a longer like roundabout version of our AT miles. So you can connect the two and do a big, like, I think it's around 40 mile loop. Um, so I want to do that. Yeah. And then I, I don't know the hardest one that I've done, you know how it is where you just, you might really be suffering when you're out there, but within like a day, you're like, Oh, that was great. I will do it again. That's kind of where I am. I, I know some of them have really hurt <laughs> like really badly, but now I'm just like, Oh, they're all so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, wow, you've come over the dark side. You've be really become an ultra runner. <laughs> I guess so. Well, most of these aren't ultra distances, but yeah, what a right. fantastic attitude. Your body can take it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
there's a difference between type three and type two. So when it's happening, it's like, wow, this is a lot of work. But the next day said that felt good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Anything you'd like to offer other people, maybe other women? Oh, I just say go for it. I know there's um, a lot of concerns about women being out in the woods by themselves. Um, and, and I think that's valid. Um, and I think you need to take steps to protect yourself, but I'm usually out there by myself and I've never really had a problem. But if I, if something sets my radar off and I just feel like something isn't right, I turn around and I leave, abandon my plans for the day, or I don't even get out of my car at the trailhead because something doesn't feel right. Or I call my husband or a friend or, or my mom while I'm out in the trail. If I feel uneasy, just so I'm on the phone with someone. Um, cause I feel better then they feel better. And, um, if something were to happen, then I would have somebody who knows something's happening. So I would just more encourage more women to, to be bold and get out there. And to take care to do both. Yeah. Yeah. And to, to listen both. to your to instincts. Listen, to listen to your feelings, listen yeah. to your instincts and be bold. You can do both at the same time. Exactly. Now being Sarah Connor, you always could call the Terminator, couldn't you? <laughs> Um, I suppose, as long as he'd been reprogrammed in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, Sarah. Well, we look forward to seeing more coming in. And thanks so much for sharing your wonderful attitude with everybody. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I look forward to doing some more. 